grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 84. 84. All right. On today's episode, guys, uh, we're going to take it back to, uh, you know, a little lighter of a topic, I would say. Well, I don't know about light, but we've just been going deep on everything lately. (laughs) Like, oh, sorry, I had a burp. Oh, that's good. It's gas station coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, what what the people don't know about gas station coffee, if if they're looking down upon us, <laughs> gas station coffee gets us lit. Gets us lit. We also don't have like a Starbs nearby. And Starbs? What are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you? Some like preppy college girl? Death Starbs. Totes. Totes my goats. Okay, now that was just lame. White dad. Yeah. Well, just. Side note, real fast, whoever bought us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash GYGYM, that's why we are able to enjoy our second UDF coffee this week. Exactly. Uh, what was I even talking about the coffee for? Um, I said people get lit off of star- uh, no, gas station we were talking coffee. About okay. Anyways. You said Starbs, and then we went into this whole tangent. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are having gas station coffee, and we're going to talk to you about something we've been talking about a lot lately because, well, it's something that is a huge part of our lives and that's parenting. Now, uh, if you see the other episodes we've done recently that start with BC, the book club, uh, we've been doing a parenting book called Triggers. That's not what we're talking about today necessarily, um, but if you would like to actually listen to informative, what it was the word, not, not parenting tips, but if you would actually learn how to grow your parenting, go listen to those this one, we're just going to first, we just want to tell you some absolutely ridiculous things that our kids have done because <laughs> take it back. If you're a parent listening to this, take it back to yourself pre-parenthood. So Chris, I'm going to take you back to like, let's go back to like 2012. Take, take me back to when I was cool, Jonna. Yeah, I, uh, it's been a while. It's Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of slipping my, I'm not sure. Slipping your mind a little. <laughs> sure when that was. Uh, take it back to like 2012. You know, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you Oh my gosh. We're not <laughs> editing this. We don't have time. You and I were dating. Uh, maybe we were in a store. Oh, I know. I've got a good one. We were at a... Uh, ping, 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 ping. <laughs> Stop. If you draw attention to it. Okay, sorry. It, it makes it We are worse. not jumping around off topic. It's not off topic. Okay. T- take a swig of your coffee. We're back in the <laughs> dating days and we're at an event. It's like this street festival and we're walking through and it's really, really crowded back in the days where you could be really crowded walking shoulder to shoulder and nobody was afraid of dying. And <laughs> love it. <laughs> and somebody was pushing a stroller. It was a really big stroller. I think it was a double stroller. And I was so annoyed. I remember being so annoyed. Like, why this. would you bring a stroller here? I remember this. And the kid was throwing a temper tantrum and you know. Every single one of us pre-parent has said, oh, my kid will never. Right. And so that's like a two-point way. I mean, that God's like, oh, you don't like double strollers in public? Boom. Have four. <laughs> like, have four. And they all almost here's, can still be in a stroller. Here's here's your stroller, a.k.a. your Hummer mobile that yes. you put all your kids in. Like, literally, I think we've said this before. Not another but side note. Whenever, whenever we have our big old stroller out, people stop us and they're like, 
I literally didn't know that they made those. <laughs> if, if for anybody who does have multiple little ones, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just going to plug it because I love my stroller. It is great. We have a Valco double and it has this thing called a Joey jump seat. <laughs> We're totally aging ourselves Listen, right now. Stop. It has a Joey jump seat. So three can sit in it and get this. We don't have it because Chris is cheap and won't buy it. But there's a, Ooh, there's a, um, kick, not a kickboard. There's some kind of board you can add to the back of it too. So our five-year-old would be able to stand on it and then all four of our children would fit safely. Can I just stop you stroller. for a second? What? You know what's funny is we're talking about a stroller with the excitement that we would have talked about, <laughs> like like trying to pitch how cool our car was or something right like now, that. Right now, we're definitely pitching a stroller. Yeah, so, so that just, you know, that just easily segues us into a lot of this episode and the expectations of what we think life's going to look like uh, and <laughs> not, not realizing <laughs> that getting old happens fast. And whoa, some, whoa. some people. Oh, I did just pluck a people. gray hair out of Chris's earlobe. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. I don't understand. I don't understand what's like happening. Like straight green ball status. I'm, I'm literally turning into Quasimodo. Like my, my hair, my hair. Quasimodo didn't terrible. have gray hair. No, he had, he had terrible hair. That, he had a hundred bucks. That's where I'm starting. So oh. the other day I got a terrible haircut, like just dreadful, miserable haircut. Like this chick just went so <laughs> fast. Like. It was just unbelievable. I think that you must, the point she must where have known your political party and she was that, the opposite. And that she's may like, have been it. Make us do look stupid. That may have been it because I swear I have I have literally transitioned from what I thought was, you know, a decent looking human oh, being to now like I have a little salt and pepper in the beard. I, no, I love that. I have, uh, I have hair that's just not doing what I want it to do anymore. And now and you then, got wiry gray now hairs wiry growing out your gray hairs growing up my nose and my ears. Like what is happening right now? What what's happening? I can't. <laughs> well, it's hang kids. on. They're aging. Hang on. Could I could I just age you for a second? So oh so no. Speaking of expectation <laughs> of life here, we're, guys. Guys, this gas we station were, coffee. If you like hearing us ramble, we continue. <laughs> www.com. Buymeacoffee.com slash gygym. Okay, so we went to the park yesterday because in Ohio, when it hits thirty degrees and you see any bit of sunlight you're like okay let's go uh, let's <laughs> get it, it looks before so the, warm before the sun goes down so we went to the park with the kids and john was just feeling i guess she was just feeling um you know young per se right I am young, because Chris. the girls were swinging and she's like woman i do the underdoggy oh i didn't <laughs> say it goes, like i said it way she cooler goes, <laughs> <laughs> there's really not a cool way to say underdoggy <laughs> so she goes here lily here lil i'm gonna do the underdoggy for you you know how you like literally push the swing and then you like go under. <laughs> so if I had the slow motion camera, <laughs> oh my goodness. So just imagine Shauna being like, I want to do the underdoggy kids. And she's pushing the swing and she pushes them up in the air and her arms are over her head. And she, and she starts to, she starts You're to taking like a literally long to tell the story. I'm sorry. She starts to go under the swing and <laughs> the molts just gets too thick. <laughs> she's just, she's just like tripping over her feet, like trip, trip, trip. I swear, I think I pulled, pulled a groin muscle. Bro, it was hilarious. She almost wiped out. And I just looked at her and said, okay, mom, with a capital M. Like, literally, that was the most mom moment I've ever seen. But did I wipe out? You did not wipe out. but, but And then just, I held myself in the monkey bars for 2.5 seconds. Your underdoggy stumbling just really had me, dude. It just really had me. I was Again, like, expectations. Oh, man. She used to be a... She used to be a collegiate cheerleader and had this now massive athleticism that no, came to an underdog <laughs> chris that's actually i'm gonna start crying okay go ahead that's and, actually really okay, sad to you're me. allowed to get, tell an together. unathletic story of me go can you think of one 
Is it possible? Not on the spot, but you did something recently (laughs) that I I remember that looked ridiculous. We'll work on that. Well, no, no, no. You asked me to do parkour (laughs) on the playground. (laughs) Parkour. And look, guys, even if you watch those cool videos on YouTube on parkour, even if you watch those, you have to understand. Like, it's just not something you can just jump into. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. And so I was like, parkour. And I was jumping all over the oh, playground. Gosh, that was embarrassing. The slowest, most sloth, unathletic way. So there's my story. So basically, we're both getting on. And expectations-wise, actually just maybe pretend that that fit into what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's pretend. We expected that in our early 30s, we would be like in prime condition. Oh, big time. Like, yeah, I'll be done. I don't want to have kids past 31. I'm getting I'm 32. I'm not gonna have kids past 31. And then after my last kid, I'm just gonna get so in shape. Mm-hmm. Yada It'd be yada. So easy, right? It was gonna be so yeah. easy, exactly. Because the more kids you have, the easier it is to get back into shape. Exactly. Obviously. Exactly. And I'm like, Chris and Chris is gonna be salt and pepper. And I mean, you're still fine. You just and bad haircut. Dude. And I won't. <laughs> it's a bad haircut. Uh, but it's yeah. So it makes me think of that book, What to Expect When Expecting. That everybody talks about, you know, I actually did not, I I had one before we had our first, but I really didn't read much in it because, you know, I thought I already knew I was a nanny beforehand. I was like, oh, I got this. I'm going to be such a good parent. When you're a nanny before kids, you're just like, I got this kid. I got this. I was an aunt and a nanny. Double whammy. I'm going to be parenting. Double whammy nanny. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Too too much coffee. too much. Sorry. That's too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm embarrassed for you. Um, I'm talking. Stop. Okay. All right. I'm done. So. I, yeah, I didn't read it, but I I remember flipping through it a little bit, I guess. But it just makes me think of that book apparently tells you all you need to know about what to expect when you're pregnant and what to expect with your birth. And as many of us know who have had children, usually it doesn't go anything like what you expect. So the same should go for when you have when your kids start growing all the times that we've seen other kids do things. And we're like, my kid will never my kid. Will, I, I would whoop, I would yank them up so fast and they would listen to me mm-hmm. and it's like i think the biggest reason we even want to talk about this right now is because chris and i have had an epiphany lately as we've been reading more parenting books and and articles and listening to podcasts and stuff. actually it's a two-part epiphany and i've talked about this before but one part is our children are not just little programmable versions of us that we can make better you know or make who we want them to be they're they're actual human beings with their own dna and their own will and their own mind and their own personalities and i think you're probably like yeah duh obviously but i don't know i just i think that do you remember how you said that you were a holding place Oh, oh, I thought that was really good. I thought you were Yesterday. saying you're pregnant. You look no, pregnant. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Sorry. I I was trying to trigger something Jonna said yesterday, and I I gave her the like pregnant symbol. And, and then I thought it was called me fat. No, 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 no. no. I'm but just kidding. You, we, were, we were listening to something yesterday, and she's like, you know what's interesting? It's like, it's like our kids aren't even our own. Basically, us moms are just the holding place for God's kids, which I thought was really cool. Well, yeah, because you know, obviously we haven't been shy about saying we're Christians and in the Bible it talks about our children are God's children, like and dedicating them to him because they're not ours. And I think that's that's a little bit like shocking at first to your parent self because like, whoa, those are my kids. I made them look, they're a blend of me and you and and yada yada. But you really think about it, like 
we were just used by God to make them. We were holding place to grow them. But we did in the womb, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the first, but yeah, he says, he says, I knit you in your mother's womb. So it's interesting when you actually start going deep and thinking about all the details of the human body and how I didn't know. I'm not knowing when I'm pregnant what's going on inside my body and how the baby's body is forming together. Like I'm just a holding place for it. My body was created to do that, but I'm not physically thinking about right. how to do it, which is so interesting. So with that, they're not they're ours, but they're their own people and they're and we're just supposed to raise them up and direct them to be that way. But I think that society has gotten so sidestepped on like these are my kids and I'm going to give them everything I never had and they're going to be the best because it's going to make me look good and even if you don't consciously think that a lot of people you see try to live out things that they didn't get to do through their kids and they want to hold them tight until you know and not let them grow up and stuff because they're their kids and they don't prepare themselves for them to grow up and leave which is what we talk about all the time all the time yep and I don't know it's just it really made me realize that at this time and in, in day, parenting is so different than when we were kids. No matter who you are listening to this, if you're old enough to listen to this, parenting is so different than when you were being parented. Like, yeah. So different. Life has changed so much. Just the landscape of how we live has changed so much from the from the distractions uh, to to just the overall like lack of mental toughness that is now here and getting away with things and just almost there's almost there's almost more ways to be lazier less involved less engaged parents because we have so many distractions there are more ways for our kids to not learn the things that they need to learn because again you know social media and distractions and and well technology is just like we're overloaded we're we're completely overloaded. overloaded so the simplification of just teaching our kids right from wrong and all those things it changes now. And I feel like we have to have more boundaries than ever. Yeah. I mean, with the, with technology alone, just the things that kids are able to access. And another thing I just thought of while you're saying that is the fact that more and more society, I really feel like it's making it seem like kids are a burden. Like you go do you girl, you don't have to be a mom. You go have a career and you know, women can do anything. Dude, that, that is like the, that is the reason that abortion is so high. Because because abortion is through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof. Sorry. Through the roof. Through the roof. (laughs) Because, because of, oh, you know, I can't, I can't let this kid screw my life up. Right. Right. Which, I mean, what we're saying is very controversial. And, sure. but I mean, there's no part of me that's not going to stand by that's not okay. And it's, it's scary to me how the world's morals are flipping. Right. And it is, it's almost like that's easier to do than to think you should even, like, I feel like I need to reverse for a second because, first of all, I'm not saying women shouldn't or can't do things. Cause I said that a few minutes ago, like, Oh, and I'm, I know somebody's like, Oh, so you just think women are supposed to stay in the kitchen all day. No. I don't think, I don't think you're no. saying that. I know, but I just, I always hear what somebody's going to take words and twist them for some reason. Cause I'm so used to seeing There's a lot of ways to twist words. now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I always see how any video or anything with even the best message somebody can take. And you're like, Whoa, how did you even make that out of that? So anyways, 
I just feel like the family unit is being broken down. I feel like it's not being honored or people aren't wanting it. I saw this one TikTok video of this young girl. I don't know. She's probably 18. And she did this whole montage of it was like a van and a house in the suburbs and a crock pot and something else like (laughs) coffee and kids. And then she looked at the camera was like my worst nightmare. I was like, whoa. Like you just what? you just literally said like this burn <laughs> right like I got a van and a house in the burbs and um but but yeah I mean that stuff's being what's the word I'm looking for that stuff's being it's not desired anymore Demonized. yes yes it's not desired anymore it's like you do you kids are a burden people think we're crazy because we have four kids and because counting probably. Excuse me. For the most part, right? <laughs> I mean, like we keep saying, like, why are we not done having kids, and we just can't figure it out. We're like, we just, God, what the heck? I know. We're like, it's all because of me making fun, not making fun, being aggravated with that double stroller. Yep. And now it's, we're gonna have two of those. Right. What? <laughs> we have two of the dr- the double strollers eventually if we have more kids. Oh gosh, you're freaking me out. You keep saying <laughs> stuff. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what, what do you know that <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. It's just. Times are different, way different now. Priorities are different now to the world. And I really believe that the most important thing we can do as parents is start learning how to parent in this world and not just think that we can take how our parents parented us and think that's going to be right for right now. Also, to add on to that, we have a lot more information at our fingertips than our parents had. That is not my phone. That's your phone this time. Uh -uh. Yes, it is. What? Yes. Shoot. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, we have a lot more information at our fingertips than our parents had. I've gotten really, I'm going to have to be careful with what I say here because censorship gods are mm. always the same. But I've gotten just really. A, just ask ask a question. Oh, right, right. <laughs> no, you're not even allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> right. I've gotten really into learning about just how to take care of our bodies and our kids' bodies and minds. And, and Chris has always been into health, but actually researching the different things that you can't pronounce that are in our foods or other medical things. And I've gotten really into like informed consent because, or medical freedom, because I just, I didn't know, like we've always been taught to just follow what the pediatrician says or follow what the doctor says or follow what the stupid food pyramid says and all of it's wrong. It's upside down. It's upside down. The pyramid is upside down. It is actually upside down. And, you know, you see people talk about these these terrible chemicals that are in our food and why are these things banned in other countries, but they're allowed here. And I don't know, things that our parents didn't even know to And why research. is infertility through the roof? And yeah, there's... All, there's and why are people, why are people incredibly stressed out and... And they can't, and they can't solve solve these issues. And why are we sicker than ever if we're supposed to be so far medically? Right. Did you know the third leading cause of death in America is medical malpractice? That's crazy. I, Don't I heard, censor me. I heard someone say that the other day, and I was like, I'll have to look that up. But I mean, it's probably me. I guess I guess it makes sense. It's a doctor. A doctor. I follow different kinds of doctors on social media and stuff, and he was sharing it. So I mean, I guess I should cross check that. But I've heard it and read it more than once but there there are a lot of medications going through people and there are a lot of procedures and there are a lot of things that are pushed i mean i've i've worked with physicians before i've worked with surgeons before who have literally told me chris there's a quota like i actually have to hit a quota every single year for surgery i'm like but like doesn't doesn't that incentivize you to push surgery when it's not needed like yeah it absolutely does because i get a massive bonus when when i hit my quota and if i don't hit my quota 
I get in trouble. Right. Well, <laughs> that makes me think that just made me think of before we had our first baby, I was literally feared, scared into having a C-section with her. And maybe I should have read what to expect when expecting because I didn't have any kind of birth plan. I was just like, I'll never forget. I went in and she was measuring 10-1. I was two days past my due date. And I was like, do I really have a 10-pound baby in me? Like, I'm about to have a toddler. And the doctor comes in and she's like, she just starts telling me all these things. She's like, your baby could die if you try to push. You might have to have a hysterectomy. You could bleed out. Uh, if you do push and she gets stuck in the in the canal, she's going to have shoulder dysplasia. And all these things might be accurate. But she scared me so bad into thinking that I had no option but to have a C-section that I had a C-section because my doctor knew best, right? Well, after that, I switched practices because I, well, I almost bled out on the table, on the operating table. And so after that, when we got pregnant again, I switched practices and I'll never forget. I was in the hospital after having our next baby. Well, I can't say the nickname because yeah, I don't want to give the doctor it, away. It, well, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's, it's a nickname. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. I guess there's other doctors with this last name. So the doctor's last name was Shuddy. And one of the nurses in the hospital, she's like, okay, who did your first C-section? I told her, she's like, oh, I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, we call her Cuddy Shuddy. She's known for the most cesareans in the entire hospital. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like by a long shot. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm not saying I wouldn't have not needed one. I had other doctors who had said maybe because my stature and blah, 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 but plenty of small people can deliver a baby. Right. So I don't know. My point, my point in all of that is saying, I wish I would have known then more about medical freedom and making my own decisions and knowing that I could push back on the doctor because I didn't think I didn't even know I could. I'm just like, okay, right. she knows best. I didn't know I could do my own research. And I think that's what I'm trying to say, even with our kids, with food or with screens or with uh, pharmaceuticals or all these things, dare I say vaccinations, we have the right in the information at our fingertips to do our own research and be informed, unlike we did our parents did when we were younger. I mean, they had to go what to the library and figure it out. Like we, do, right? we have so much information. I just think that's the biggest thing I want to get across here is parenting is so different now. Yeah. And we therefore need to learn yeah. how to well, do it in this age. Well, I want to speak to this. So we talk about how we have to parent differently. We talk about how, we talk about how we have so much information available at our fingertips, but the truth of the matter is the God of this world is not the God of the Bible. The God of this world is, is the Money enemy and, power. and it's, it's, it's the devil. And it sounds all chitsy and crazy and stuff, but, but look at how people are getting away from God and look at the destruction and the depression and all the terrible things that are happening, the further we get away from God. And we're like, oh, the mono, the monotheistic God, a woman, a man, a woman, you know, just like what the heck is happening? So all this stuff is happening. And what's happening is we are depending on ourselves. We are depending on the information we have available and stuff. But I think the reason triggers is such a big deal for us as the book triggers. The the book triggers is such a big deal for us because it's helping us, okay, how, how do we biblically parent? Because ultimately, we have to make sure that we are following biblical references as far, okay, hey, like this is, this is what God wants from us because clearly we can be deceived by thinking we can find our own answers. And and there are things we can find, like, like you said, the information is available, but 
I just think it's important to realize that as times are changing, as things are getting extremely radical, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Like it's totally backwards, totally radical. So many things are happening. Everyone's like, look, the world's evolving. Just evolve with it. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. What's happening right now is, is so people are in pain. People are unhappy. Life is not Depression good for a lot of people. Depression and through the roof. Yeah, I mean, there's incredible division in this country. This is a country and and a world that we we are not excited for our kids to grow up in. And so the only thing we can do is we can parent biblically and teach our kids right from wrong and what it says in the Bible. And the same principles we've used for years and years and years or centuries and centuries uh, in order to create good humans. Amen, Chris Farrell. I, I don't know. You know, this was supposed to be not deep episode. I know, but so we just I don't know just, what you happened. You just can't we, do it. We started with funny story and then uh I know. And then we got underdoggy and all those things and here <laughs> well, we are just reeling people into the deep stuff. I told I told him I was going to tell him two part epiphany. So our first epiphany was that big long story just about parenting is so different now and therefore we need to we need to learn how to parent in this day and age. And I think that's why podcasts are so beautiful and, and because parents are busy, right? So we can all kind of come alongside of each other here. And our hope is with the book club to spread the knowledge we're learning and the things that are working for us so that we can come alongside you other parents and do the same because those books are the, what do I expect when expecting? I mean, I don't know if it's outdated. I have no idea when it was written, but parenting stuff from when we were kids. It's not relevant anymore. Most of it. It's changed. It's just not. We just have to learn differently and we have to parent differently. Hey, everybody. Chris and Jonna here. Wanted to tell you real quick about Marriage Helper. Yeah, Marriage Helper is dedicated to restoring marriages through proven research-based relationship education. And the coolest thing I think about them is they have a 77% success rate at saving marriages on the brink of divorce. Yeah. And also guys, you know, they're legit when they've been featured on Dave Ramsey show, the Today Show, Good Morning America, Fox Business, Women's Day, and so much more. They've got courses, they've got coaching programs, and then they've got their flagship event, which is a three-day workshop, which is supposed to be a total game changer for any marriage. They have courses that cover uh, anything for the hurt spouse through an affair, reconciliation in the marriage, deepening sexual intimacy, and I mean, just a ton more. I'm not going to read them all here. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're somebody who has uh, lost hope in your marriage or just feels like it needs uh, a reboot here. Go ahead and check out the link we have for you. Marriagehelper.com forward slash. This is kind of a long one. Question mark. R-E-F equals G-Y-G-Y-M. So marriagehelper.com forward slash question mark. R-E-F equals sign G-Y-G-Y-M. Gotta love that. All right, guys. Back to the show. Okay. I'm not saying you don't take some things that were good or whatever, but the two, the second epiphany we had is how relevant the idea of grow yourself, grow your marriage will grow yourself, grow your parenting too. Uh, the book club that we're doing, the triggers book talks so much about stop trying to fix your children and fix yourself and realize maybe here's what, why am I being triggered by anger by this? What have I what do I have from the past that I don't have resolved that's making me react this way? Or what kind of stress am I bringing into my home or keeping my home if, if you're working from home that's translating to how I'm responding to my children, you know? 
You know, I just realized, I realized that I listen really well when we're podcasting, but like in normal life, I'm not a good listener at all, <laughs> but it's good because I can sit here and I can just look and listen to you and actually be like, huh. And I could tell you were listening because I could see, it's almost like I see the wheels yeah. turning in your brain. I can tell <laughs> you when you're paying wheels. attention and I can tell when yeah. those wheels are just stopped. Right. <laughs> and you're like, no. well, that would be when I'm in my nothing, nothing box, <laughs> which we you reference. haven't referenced that in a long time. Okay. Well, for any new listeners, uh, I'd like to tell you about uh, men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. Men are in one box at a time and women are uh, an interconnected one big plate, hot, a, mess. hot mess of <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> where you guys remember everything and everything's connected to this and that and the other. But men are like I'm in my TV box. I'm in my I'm in my my work box. I'm in my sex box. I'm <laughs> just saying, you know what I mean? So we are very uh, one dimensional. And so I'm in my podcasting box right now. So I think I'm doing a good job listening. Something I think that's interesting about, uh, something that I think is interesting about triggers in particular, as you say the world is changing, is something that won't change is biblical parenting. So, and th- this isn't a triggers episode, but I guess this is a way to kind of push you guys in that direction if you haven't checked those episodes out uh, to get the book, read it, and realize that that's not outdated and it never will be because what it comes down to is how we react and that'll never change. No matter, no matter what the landscape of the world looks like, it'll never change. And for those that would say the Bible is outdated, dude, look at anything in the Bible, anything in the Bible and tell me that morally, it's not something that just hits your conscience and you're like, yeah, true. Like love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. True. Like, you know, um, put others before you like they're don't murder <laughs> don't murder don't cheat on your spouse <laughs> right i mean there there there's so many important elements of biblical parenting that will last forever and i think i think that's a lot of what we're getting at when it comes to utilizing the triggers book for parenting what's also funny is anytime i don't know if it's like this for you guys anytime you put your effort towards something things just seem to fall apart. So for us, <laughs> we've been doing triggers and it's like our kids have turned into like like worse than wild banshees, like no. little little barbarians. They're just who getting harder just as we try harder. Out of control. So so funny story. Yesterday, Jonna's mom was gracious enough to take all four of our womb goblins and <laughs> keep them at her house while we were here. And you can refer back to uh, rethinking clutter because we were working on some of that stuff. Um, we literally drug all the toys into yes. one room, like every toy, yes. and went through them. Went through and them. Now they're organized so beautifully. Created a toy rotation, cleaned up the podcast room. All is right with the world. So <laughs> in this room, then we get a phone call from her mom a little earlier than we were expecting, and she's like, "You, you got to come now." And we're like, "What? What is wrong?" And she's like, "Your daughter stuck a peanut up her nose." And now this is our third daughter who is two years old. And if you follow us, uh, follow me on social media. Triggers can't help you with this. No, if you follow (laughs) me on social media, you know that our two-year-old is the one that is just like having four children on her own. So here's pretty much what it is. Your first child, your first child, what did I say earlier? It was, it was perfect with, in regard to our children. First child, like that's tough. That's a tough transition, but you know, you got it. Your second year one, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. What am I doing? They're crazy. Now, if you make it to having a third one, in our case, our third embodies the hardest of our first and the hardest of our second. And then she just escalates that like she's on crack. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, she's she just she's hilarious. She likes to her favorite thing to do is get a rise out of people, whether it's a laugh or or get us upset. 
just yesterday, she did the peanut thing. My mom asked her why. She said she stuck it in water and shoved it up her nose. We could literally. Well, your mom explained the story to me. I was like, so what even happened? She goes, we're just sitting on the couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, Lena turns to me. She goes, Mimi, I put a peanut in my nose. She's like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, peanut in my nose. She's like, what? Why would you do that? She's like, put it in water. Put the peanut in my nose. <laughs> She's like, Lena, are you serious? And she couldn't get it out. And so and so we head over there with tweezers and we're like ready to do a operation here. And- yeah. I mean, it was far back there. It we had to lay her back and put her in under the light, so and we could hardly see it. There. So I'm trying to get with tweezers. Meanwhile, she feels like she's getting a COVID test. She's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, your mom yells up, and she's like, "Wait, your sister just texted me and said that uh, try this." <laughs> so this is a like you need to write this down because especially if you have a third, I'm telling you, it's the third that does this kind of crap. Our first two never put anything in their nose. Um, you plug so if something's in their nose you plug the side that there's not something in and then you put your mouth over theirs like cpr and blow really blow. hard and so i was like okay i'm gonna try it i plug her nose i <laughs> blow really hard and the peanut covered oh in snot it was gosh, disgusting comes launched. flying out and she starts giggling because she's just weird i feel oh, like most dude. kids would have cried she's laughing about nose. it it was so far up there it was disgusting. I like gagged because all the <laughs> snotty peanut comes out and I've got my mouth on her trying oh, to blow it out. So funny. Like just, just the things, you know, back to expectations. And I, I know we're all over the place, but I feel like every parent has that moment where they do something. And they're like, did I really just do that? I mean, I, I remember when, even when we had two, I remember one time I was just super stressed, came home from work and Lindley was, Lindley was taking, um, she, well, I'll just put it this way. She was playing on the slide with something she shouldn't have been playing with. And I literally was like, Lily, we do not throw sweet potatoes down a slide into a salad bowl. I was like, what did I just say? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's, yeah. every parent has that moment where they're like, what? I never just... thought that I would string those words exactly. together into a sentence. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait, just last night, Lena, the two-year-old who also shoved the peanut up her nose, then takes parts to a tent, their play tent, and goes, mom, look, comes happily dragging me into the bathroom and sh- points to the toilet. Like, she's so proud because she threw him in the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lena, did you know that you weren't supposed to do that? And she's like, mm-hmm. Dude, and I'm just I like, I don't care about you. Oh, yeah. That's the problem, too. And they have older siblings and cousins and friends and stuff. They pick up on it, everything. All the things. And, yeah, I don't remember our other two-year-old ever saying, I don't care about you. She's heartless, man. She's so heartless. I Well, and then... And then she goes to brush her teeth at night. And then all yeah. of a sudden she's in Lola's room painting the wall with toothpaste. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's so and proud then, of herself. Yeah. And so I try to activate her conscience with works with other kids, but not her. No, she has no conscience. Like, Lena, do you love to make mommy and daddy sad? And she's mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you like, like, wait, let's be clear. You like when mommy and daddy get sad. She's like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, go to bed. Like, I, <laughs> Just go to bed. I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> oh, she's so ridiculous, but she she keeps us on our toes. She does. Because the other day, this is another parenting tip. Don't ever say your kids are through a stage. Or don't ever mm. say anything like that. Probably a week ago, I'm like, man, Chris, like actually our our kids in some ways are finally getting a little bit easier because I, I took a shower that day. I took the baby in with me and then I let the three girls stay out. Um, in the loft and watch watch something while I was showering. And usually in the past, I've never been able to shower without the baby crying. Not not Ledger. He just is an angel. If you can make it to four, that's where the God golden child comes break, through. Yeah, I he gives like, you a little right? break. Make it to four. He's like, take a breather. Nice job. You're yeah. populating the world. Good work. <laughs> Bill Gates loves us. <laughs> Bill um, Gates loves us for sure. So 
Yeah, because with the other ones, I could never put them down for long. I would be rushing through my shower before somebody would start crying. Ledger will just chill and and, and watch me and play with his feet. Like he's so chill. But he I took it without feet. any of the <laughs> typical one dimensional boy. I'm, right. I'm in my feet box. I'm in my my sister calls him cricket because he rubs his feet together all day long. <laughs> Anyways, we have so many side stories here. But I but I did. None of the girls came in and interrupted me and asked for anything. They didn't tear down the house somehow while I was in the shower. And I I made the mistake of telling Chris, I thought that things were starting to get a little bit easier. Bedtime, we finally, literally last November, we were like, we found out, we had just found out we were pregnant with our fourth. And we're like, we got to get the sleeping thing under control. Like, we can't do this. We have to get them. So we started working on a bedtime routine and it took months it took months to get them all three, the girls, finally so hard. going to bed. Keep at it. Anybody listening? Yes. If you're doing it, keep. I mean, there were times where literally oh, so they would all be screaming, crying. We were exhausted from a long day. And like we would, I I remember just trying to keep my cool and just dropping to my knees yes. and putting my hands in my head. Like we almost, go scream in the I pillow. I like almost like, wanted to so sob. Hard? <laughs> it was so yes. hard. But we kept with it. We kept with the routine. Yes. We kept with trying because before that, again, we didn't know. Nobody taught us. We would just lay with the big girls. They're big girls. They're still so little. We would lay with them in their beds to get them to sleep. And they wouldn't let us leave until we until they were asleep. And so bedtime would take hours. Oh my and gosh, it, like two and a half hours a night. Like well, we, even before we would them, dread it. We well, even before it. that, we would just sit on the couch and like watch TV. And then we wouldn't understand why they would never fall asleep, mm-hmm. which Another side note, the mel- the what does the screen do? Sucks your melatonin? Well, it, it suppresses your melatonin, which which lowers your sleep pressure in your brain. So if you're watching a screen before bed, if your kids are watching a screen before bed, uh, then their melatonin levels have not gone up high enough where they can fall asleep usually. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a huge lesson we learned. But, yeah, so we didn't know because we weren't taught. And I mean, I always fell asleep to the TV a lot of times when I was little and I thought that helped me go to sleep. It doesn't. Not at all. It doesn't help you get a deep sleep at least. So yeah. So then we would lay with them to fall asleep. We're like, okay, we're not supposed to watch TV before bed. Now we'll just lay with them and it would just take hours. So, so we found out we were pregnant with number four. We're like, we're going to figure this out. We started a really dedicated routine of, you know, here the kids, kids really like to know what to expect. Yes. Um, they don't like a bunch of uncertainty. So anyways, it took us months and months and months of consistency. I think that's a key word for parenting is consistency. And finally, most nights we just tuck them in and do our little routine and they go to sleep on their own without freaking out most. Now, the two-year-old little dictator that she is demands mm-hmm. a certain blanket, a certain doll, and a cold water. Oh, cold, cold water to the point where <laughs> she knows when it's the water from the night before. Yes, we like, try to trick her like, yeah, we just got it. And she's like, no, I need cold Not water. Cold enough. <laughs> and then we have to go downstairs. It's fridge water and it has to be fresh, purified, purified fridge water. <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> you know, the movie Grown Ups when that kid's like a Voss, like orders like the <laughs> right. Voss that's, water. That's pretty much Lena. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We have so many stories. But what was the point I was making? I don't even remember what point you're okay, trying to make. Hold I was on. hoping you're going to bring it around. I got it. I'm going to bring it around. So we did, we worked on sleep consistently. Got it. Oh, the point is that I made the mistake the other day of saying, yeah, in a lot of ways, this parenting thing is getting easier in the sense that they're not just demanding 24-7 anymore, sleeps better. And then it's like I said that and then just instantly, whoosh. Oh, dude. It's been a rough last week. It's been terrible. It's been a rough last week. Been, but, but, but the good part is it's almost like, okay, so God's a character. He's fun because he can make parenting hard, but then I feel like he just gives us those, I don't even know this is this probably isn't biblical, but but 
he just gives us not, th- those little karmatic moments. Like, I got you God guys. So it. it's so funny. But, but this literally funny. the other day, Lena walks in the kitchen and we're like, Lena, why you do that? She goes, I don't care about you. She turns and she just like nails her head on the counter. And we're like, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Right? we didn't. laughs> Point number one for the parents, right? Like, oh, so sorry, baby. I know. It's like and I'm then, holding her and like looking at her. <laughs> like, we're both we're like giggling. Laughing. Then Lindley's on the stairs the other day and she looks at John and she's like, I hate this house. I hate everything about this house. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden she just launches off the third step, like twists, falls, falls and down. nails her head on the wall. And I'm just like, yes, point number two. Like, Lindley, there's a little ejection button in the stairs there Dude, that when you act like that while you're in timeout. So much. Uh, Lola like sassed off to John the other day and she just instantly fell off her chair and like <laughs> fell super hard on the ground. And and you guys think we're being mean. But I know it's they're just like, you guys so are crazy funny. laughing at your kids. They're not oh, really my, hurt. We it, wouldn't laugh it at It is really so hurt. funny. To me, it is hard for me. I don't remember what happened the other day, but You're Lola mean. got hurt and you were like, stop laughing. And I could not stop laughing because it was the funniest <laughs> thing because it's it instantly after she did something. Like I know. I don't remember. So much stuff happens um, every single dude, day. That's your phone. I, it was off. Oh, okay. As my alarm. We're doing this before church, by the way. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, we're doing this early, and I don't really know where we have gone with this episode, but hopefully, it has enlightened. I think something. Just expectations wise, here's the, the gold takeaways: Don't ever say my kid will never, because then True. your kid will do that. True that. I mean, seriously, how many parents, how many pre parents before parenthood said my kid will never act like that in the grocery store? Mm-hmm. I've had to carry Lola out like a sack of potatoes one time. Just one time, though, actually. I'm not going to lie. Our kids are good in stores. We talk a lot about all the bad stuff, so I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for they're good in public. They are pretty good in public. They're, I think they're just fake. They, are, <laughs> they, they make, they they make us look so good in public. They're like, oh, your girls are so well behaved. Except, except like, at church, they? they're like little barbarians. They take their shoes off and they like sprint around the church. That's because like there's miles a per hour. slide and a bouncy house. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And all their little friends are there, so you know. Yeah, they 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 do get a little crazy, but yeah, they are they're good in public because because we set a lot of boundaries in public. So something like our, it's so funny. My my dad came into town and we were at a store and he's like, "Okay, girls, do you want to pick out some candy?" And we took them to the candy aisle and they'd never been in the candy aisle <laughs> and literally. They didn't even know what anything was. They didn't know what things tasted like. They're they didn't like, they're know just picking stuff anything. based on like the packaging. Yeah, exactly. They were just picking stuff on the packaging. They're like, yeah, I think I'll take that. I'm like, dude, you do not want an almond joy. Like, what's wrong <laughs> with you? You do not want a whatchamacallit bar. Like, what? 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 Those are delicious. I, I don't know. I haven't had them. But yeah, it was just funny how they do that. And then I realized, you know, they would all be out of the cart and we would be at a line in Walmart or something. And they won't even ask for like the little, the... The, the candy or the uh, they still ask sometimes they but call them OMS's like one more sales just like all the things up at the counter and stuff it took them a really long time to get to a point to even like see what those things were yeah. and so luckily luckily we set those boundaries early well that's what I say. What do most kids freak out at stores for it's because they want something they want a toy oh when I was a kid I would pester my mom like I knew exactly I think this is how I became a good negotiator because I would actually like pester her and stress her out so much <laughs> to the point where I'd always get what I wanted. Like I was such a little douche and it was, I hope I don't have to edit that, but, um, <laughs> but it was, it was something that I knew I could get because she could say, she could have a hard no and be like, no, no, no. But I would always get it because I knew how to get her. And I think that because I did that, I don't let my kids do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we knew we knew that we had to set the precedent because if you get them something, then that's they're always going to want 
or expect something. So we just never, never buy them. Well, we don't really give them candy anyways. Everybody's probably like, oh, good for you. <laughs> you know, we all have our things. We, this is we one thing we've things. stuck to. We've got plenty of problems here at home. But in public, we just knew if you start that, it's always going to be a thing. And I don't want to walk into a store. And especially the more kids you have, like... Once you have four kids, you can't have them all getting something every time we right. go to the store. Yes. Speaking of, the other day we're on the way home from church. And I'm like, man, I just really want a burger. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling a five guys burger. And then all of a sudden we're sitting at the table an hour later. Everyone has a burger. I'm like, I did not want a $45 burger. Right. <laughs> like that was that Because was our little bitty people can all eat their own burger. They, are, yes, they eat like teenagers. Yes. Just, I don't know what. Well, okay. expectations, craziness, expectations, craziness. But if you if you are like, man, I wish my kids didn't ask for something at the store. Here's how we trick them. We don't really trick them. First of all, we just never set that as something we do. Second of all, Let's we go software. We validate. <laughs> no, we validate that they would want that. Like, I'll be like, oh, right. you're right. That is really cool. Like, maybe we should take a picture of it for you know, for when your next birthday comes up or maybe we'll write that down or let's remember to tell Mimi that or something. <laughs> you know, they literally think my mom is like their Amazon. Like, Mimi, we want. Literally blah, every blah, time blah. Mimi walks in, they're like, what'd you get me? I'm like, dude, that's not that's I know. what she's for. <laughs> that's not, she's not an ATM. But yeah, so so that's what we do. We just kind of validate it. Don't just say no. Because obviously, like, do you respond well to that? Validate that they that they like it and just be like, okay, like we'll think about it for your next thing or or whatever. Right. So <sighs> parenting. Parenting. Parenting life Here's craziness. We're things. getting old. We're doing the underdoggy. We're stop making we have, fun of me. Look, I have I have hair have growing out of my ears. ears. Like what is happening right now? It's just <laughs> it's just terrible. It's like you get married and you expect I'm i I'm just I'm just gonna be real. You get married and you're like, okay, cool. I'm married. I have a wife now and you know i've i've kids and now like thing, things are just on their way up you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna, I'm gonna get organized organized and get fit and all those different things and then you find yourself and you're like what is happening my beard's out of control my hair looks terrible like wait like i'm not nearly as fit as i used to be what like wh- everything just spirals out of control <laughs> i know i know that's the other expectations i remember before like when we first got married you know, I had a corporate job, so I got up every day and I put myself together and you, you worked sure at the did, gym girl. and I would come work out. That was very important to me. And I remember thinking, I am not going to be one of those women who just let myself go after kids. Like that's so, you know, I sound like a mean girl and I don't think I meant to be mean. I just, my priorities were different. I was much more, think I much more thought that happiness would come from, you know, having it all together yes. and and I just remember seeing moms who just were kind of this is I mean sloppy. I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna be like that. I'll always stay fit for my husband and blah blah blah. And like not that I've let myself go, but no, my priorities haven't. are very different now. Working out is important, but you know, four kids, two podcasts, a house, and is life hard. is just a little bit. It's hard to get back into it, the groove. Well, I think I think there are seasons, right? We There's have seasons, to yeah. we have to create balance in all those areas. So yes. I think there's a give and take. If you can't work out five days a week, you got to focus on like nutrition, eating the right things, yeah. you know, and, and getting sleep and, ma- and managing our stress and all those things. Uh, if you can work out five days a week, cool. Like there's a little more wiggle room in different areas, but, but you know, at the end of the day, yes, fitness will help grow your marriage. It will help. It will contribute to that. But I think, I think we've said it time and time again. It's like, you think 
your hope is like, oh, I'm just going to stay super yeah. healthy and fit and I'll get sex whenever I want. You know, it's like, well, I've been super healthy and fit <laughs> and, and had way less sex than <laughs> when, <laughs> when I've been like Sorry, Sandy. really, really um, fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, that's like, it's so funny how different our brains think because oh, I mean, dude. you're always fit to me. So that doesn't ever, that's never really been like my, that's not, women aren't driven by that like men are. Like, I don't yeah. just see you with your shirt off and like, yeah. Getting bit now. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I was like, yeah, he looks good. And then I'm like, okay, now what do I got to do here? <laughs> he looks good. I wonder if he'll do the dishes. Nah, I wonder if he'll <laughs> like, do the dishes much... with his shirt off. Now that will turn me on. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> well, we're all over the place. I don't even know but, what we're doing today. But yeah, his expectations. Well, that just made me think about after our third, I think, after our third, I'm like, yeah, if I just get down to my pre baby weight, because I had three babies in three years, if I just get down to my pre baby weight, I'm going to feel great. Yep. And I got down to my pre baby weight and I remember stepping on the scale. I'm like, sweet, I haven't been this low, you know, in years. And then I'm just like, okay, but my body weight, my body is reorganized itself since <laughs> having kids. Itself. <laughs> it's just, it, yeah, it was just, it's distributed differently. So even though I was down to my pre baby weight, I wasn't nearly as toned as I used to be. I mean, these kids have ripped my muscles so far apart Ooh, that God I need them, surgery dude. to, to put them back together. Honestly, yeah. I'm a hernia. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know, just shows like, again, I mean, this kind of goes to some of our episodes we're doing on our other podcasts about what are you putting your hope in right. for so many years? I put my hope in getting in shape, being the end all be all to my happiness. And right. it's not, <laughs> it's not at all. There's, there, there are actually so many fleeing things that before we have kids, we're like, oh yeah, as, as long as I have money and as long as I'm fit, dude, what is going on with your phone? As a, My girls are blowing me. As long as I have money, as long as I'm fit, uh, literally everything will be great. As long as I have a good job, as you know, really what it comes down to is presentation. Mm-hmm. As long as things look good right. from the outside, then suddenly it'll be my fine. Kids will we'll, obey. we'll fix everything internally. But the truth is there's tons of Super rich, super fit um, people who have it looking Instagram good from the outside, but internally things are a mess. Or just inside their house, yeah. Things are a mess, yeah. I mean, things are a mess over here. Oh, things are a mess over here. Yes. So inside and outside, we don't got it together right now. <laughs> no, our insides are good. Our insides are good. Yes, our insides. We are doing well right now, mentally and emotionally. Yes, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. For the first time in to, a long time. Yeah, just. Again, going back to what what are the principles that are never going to be fleeing and are going to ultimately last a lifetime, and that is biblical parenting, bi- biblical um, the Bible, yeah, just, <laughs> just the Bible. I mean, in a world bi- that's looking looking at a relationship from a biblical perspective, uh, doing all of the things, <laughs> yeah, well, surrounded by because another thing, God created marriage, so. Who else to learn about how to be married than from Ooh, the creator? It's true. He did create marriage. He created it. So that is very that's, true. I mean, that's where we get our information Chill from. Chill out, now. fact checker. Uh, fact checker. Fact checker her censorship gods. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> funny? You know what's funny is I know somebody could be listening like, oh, just talk about God a lot now. Or, oh, the Bible was written by men. And how do you even know? And Chauvinist men. Don't forget Chauvin- that. Yeah, no. But it's funny because I've learned recently, maybe not super recently, but there actually is so much, so much historical evidence that the Bible is real. Yeah. And so if you're somebody who needs evidence, I encourage you to look into that because 
there's so many history books and so many things that we that we take as yeah that happened it's in the book you know that happened yeah of so, course that have way less manuscripts like was yeah. it like 5000 manuscripts just for the new testament or something like that i don't even know there's there's a lot but it's all it's all extremely consistent and i think what's interesting about the bible is we even look at we even look at how how we handle like cleanliness and how we handle disease and sickness. Yeah, there's and science and that in the is, Bible. That, yeah, that was actually in the Bible before all that even happened. Like there are actual scriptures that talk about like hand washing and how important that is. And um, and that that's the way that we're going to stay away from disease and sickness and all that stuff. And you look through history and there's a point in time where women were dying like at, I think like a, a crazy 60 or 70 percent clip rate uh clip rate? after I don't even know why I said that but <laughs> What's that? a 60 or 70 percent rate women were dying after childbirth and it wasn't because of them not doing a good job with the surgeries and or not not surgeries it wasn't because of their actual labor it was because the doctors were going from woman to woman and not washing their hands because they couldn't see the germs they right? didn't know they didn't yeah. have microscopes they didn't understand that concept but then then science evolves all those things happen you see oh germs wash your hands now go on to the next person all that stuff and then all of a sudden like it was like five percent of women were dying yeah. and you, I mean, you look back in the Bible and you're like, dude, the Bible even told us to wash our hands. <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's very relevant. That's what, I mean, it is. And I think some people need actual evidence like that to understand. Cause I think some people are like, Oh, no, I don't trust the Bible. Cause I trust science. So these science, the God created science. It's in the Bible. What right. a really good one to a story to look into. If you are curious, I think that you probably find resources from. So there's a guy named Lee Strobel mm-hmm. who was an atheist, like a hardcore atheist. He was a journalist. He was, he, his wife then became a Christian and he was mad because he was like, no, we don't, we don't do that here. You know, there's no way that's, that's ridiculous for you to believe in God. It's just made up, yada, yada. So he went on this quest to disprove Jesus, completely disprove. And so he's a journalist. So he did tons of research. I think what, two years or something like that? Something, yeah. Two years of research and interviews and studying and all this stuff to the point that at the end of his research, he became a Christian because he was like, there's so much evidence that I cannot then not he believe. Became a pastor, and then yes. he became a best-selling author of the book called "The Case for Christ." And I think his son's a pastor too. Dude, their it's, whole their whole family generationally, everything's changed. He is like one of the most prominent uh, Christian voices out there now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean this this was a guy who was just like living his life for him. I mean, he had there problems were, with alcoholism. There were no and, limits for him. Yeah, he's just like I'm gonna like curse like a sailor, and I'm. And I'm going to drink and and uh, not take care of my body and my relationships and just be selfish and be about me and, and be a about, workaholic. Yeah. yeah. And then everything just shifted for him. And man, I don't know. I just think it's such a cool story. So if you are somebody who's even teetering or maybe you are a believer, but you're like, I, I didn't know there was that much evidence for the Bible. Like, yeah. I think that that's a good place to start because he's he probably has resources and his studies and all that good stuff. Yeah. So we've been all over the place. I, I feel like we're going to call this episode gas station coffee. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Well, there is a whole podcast. I think it's called coffee and combos or something that some people coffee listen to where people combos. just two people. I think it's two girls from like some of those MTV shows or something. Oh, well, gosh. oh gosh. I'm so, aging myself right now. <laughs> those MTV shows, but, but they do, they just sit and talk and so many people like, to to so hopefully Chris, I don't have gray hair yet. <laughs> yeah. I have no gray hair. You, you want me to have gray hair. You say all the time. You're like, Ooh, okay. Salt and pepper. Yeah, because I like a man. 
Ooh, shots fired again. Dang. No, that wasn't shots fired. You look like a man now. Okay, good. When I look back at our wedding pictures, you look like oh, a sixteen-year-old. I don't know what happened. I wearing your dad's. <laughs> have you Have you guys seen the movie Big? With, I can't answer you. With With Tom Hanks. So, literally, I feel like when I look back at our wedding pictures, I'm like, I literally look like I transitioned back to the kid from Big, where I'm wearing <laughs> the adult suit. Like, what is happening right now? Like, I got a tiny head, and <laughs> it's like it's just outrageous. It's like my sleeves didn't fit. Like, I look so stupid. Like, who? Why did I pay for that? I, I don't and then, know. And then I go to my friend's wedding and like he has a super. Oh, you look um, so good. This. No, no, no. Oh. I didn't look good. No. He looked great on his wedding. And I was like. No, in James's world, wedding, your like, suit, you look suit. so good. Oh, yeah. J- James's wedding. Yeah. But Dylan's wedding. Shout out Dylan if you ever listen to this. Um, But he looked so good, man. I was oh, like, yeah. I was oh, like, dude, so he's got suspenders and, and super fitted. Yeah. And I'm like, what's happening right now? Like, I. <laughs> I looked nothing like that. <laughs> in our defense, we planned our wedding in five months and it was on my uh, sports salary, which was very low because you weren't, you were on even out of college yet. Well, we got married after I was out of college. Right. Yes. But when we were buying stuff, you were not working. You were in college. Yeah. I you, paid for our wedding. Yes, she did. Shots fired. But then I paid for our whole life after that. So I made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I gave you all these kids. And so. I mean, anyways, we're going to get remarried. What? In two years on the mountains. You don't and say then remarried. You, can... you say. <laughs> you, you said what? <laughs> you say. I'm leaving you. <laughs> Come on, Rachel and Dave. What the heck? Oh, oh shots fired there. We're all over. Anyway, we're not no. going to get remarried. We're going to dedicate our vows. And if Renew we can travel, vows. we're probably not going to get on a plane ever. That'll again. be, we'll probably have our RV. We can drive. They're going to require the COVID vax and look. Now and you said like that, and this whole our kids up gold maxing masking our this, kids. This up whole golden episode is going to be censored now because you said the COVID vax. No, but it exists. Oh yeah, and they're and but now they're listening. All these to different us. people are saying like you ha- you have to get it to get on a plane. Like no, I'm gonna wait a long time to get that. No, yeah, no, that's a hard no for me, sir. That's a hard <laughs> Randy, no as Randy. Well. Randy. No, um, dog. No. Yeah, no. no. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no from me. And if you want to know why, you can message me because I'm sure that's going to make somebody mad. I don't want to make you mad, but informed consent. Ooh. Um, We've covered a lot. We're going to drive our RV what? to Arizona RV? eventually. Dude, you I, got two I years. I grew up with an RV, guys. They are cool, hog. but not as awesome as you think because they cost you a lot of money and there's a lot of work that goes behind owning an RV. And also when you're driving in it, if you have kids who get car sick or whatever, dude, those things are not easy. Like they don't ride and drive all smooth. And we had like a 39 foot. Okay, it was beautiful. But listen, we have so many kids. We're not going to even be able no, to take our van all I'm the way to Arizona. Be, no, I'm an introvert. I have to get away. That bathroom is way too small for me to get away <laughs> and just like be by myself. No. Okay. We're renewing happening. our vows on the mountains of Arizona. And the whole point of me saying that is you can get a new suit for that. Because I'm getting a new dress. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay. I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation <laughs> I don't today. I know what happened today. What happened? <laughs> hopefully, it was, uh, hopefully, it was good. I think we started like with stories. <laughs> and then we went a little deep. And then we came out of it. And then we went back. And just don't let your kids eat peanuts. I think that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> if the kids eat peanuts, they're going to put them in their nose and you're going to have to, you're going to have to literally reverse CPR them. Yep. Um, but it works. That is such a, that, you know, if you take nothing else away, that is such a golden push, yeah, nugget. Plug their other nostril, suction your mouth on theirs and blow really hard. And then get snot all over your cheek and run away. Like, it was gross. Like it was did. gross. Okay. So we covered a lot. 
basically blow stuff out of your kid's nose. I wonder if you could do that with like when their nose is stuffy. I mean, nobody wants to blow in their kid's mouth all the time. That's gross. But so do that. And then the other thing is realize that our little people are their own human selves that we are just supposed to guide us all the time that we are just supposed to guide, not uh, robotically program. Like they're allowed to have feelings and emotions just like us. Also, on that note, oh boy. when you teach them to just obey, 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 not that they shouldn't be obedient, but when you just teach them, that's the most important thing is to just obey. You, you're you creating people pleasers, future people pleasers who don't have their own backbone. And I know that because I am a struggling, recovering people pleaser. <laughs> struggling, recovering. We have 50 seconds before this is an hour of ramble. We can cut out like where I stuttered in the underdoggy story. <laughs> We're probably not going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that is a point that I wanted to make because yeah. parenting is different now. Just go listen to the book club. Go read Triggers. Go read Triggers. The link's in the show notes. That's it. Is that it? Okay. I, I hope so. so. I'm sure they hope so. I have a Google number now for you guys to text us. <laughs> Maybe don't text us on this episode, but uh, it's 513-620-4333 if you want to shoot us a message with... Uh, maybe a review or a question that you want answered on the podcast. We'll shout you out. Yeah, question. You, if you want to be anonymous, you can just say I'm an, an-, an- anonymous. <laughs> I'm I'm anonymous. I'm anonymous. I'm well, we won't know who they are based on their number. It's true. Unless we know them. Probably. So, Josh, don't be texting anything stupid. <laughs> um, and Joey. <laughs> Joey. Well, Joey wouldn't say anything stupid. Josh would. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Josh. Josh would go platinum dad joke. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, if you want to, I mean, hopefully you don't have anything mean to say, but you can text it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, okay. We've officially we're eclipsed an hour. All right, guys. And, you know, you can't get time back. You so. know what? I know what it is, guys. We're sitting down this time. We decided to sit at a table and look at each other and have just a conversation. So we're way more comfortable. When we're standing, I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> We could sit here and talk Joe Rogan style. Our old back starts to stop like, calling oh us. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's true. All right. All right. We are actually done. This okay. Time. We're, we're done. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the grow yourself, grow your marriage. If this episode brought you some value, you better go oh, on and share so. it. Otherwise, don't forget to subscribe to the show and shoot us a text. If you got something to say. Bye. Bye. <laughs>